Hello, fellow ag nerd. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Future of Agriculture podcast. My name is Tim Hamrich, and if you're curious about where innovative ideas meet practical realities in food production, you have found the right show. Now, I believe that in most cases, farming really is a team sport. I mean, certainly nobody shares the same risk profile as the farmer, but every successful farmer that I can think of has strong relationships with people like consultants or agronomists or farm marketers or other farmers or people in extension and, and others. These trusted advisors often serve as really an extension of that farm business and play critical roles in the decision-making process for that farm. These individuals that I'm going to go ahead and call trusted advisors for lack of a better term, I think are overlooked by a lot of ag tech companies and even agribusinesses. That's why this summer I'm hosting this tech-enabled advisor series. One episode per month will be dedicated to featuring one of these trusted advisors to learn about their business, understand their tech stack, and how they view the future of agriculture as it pertains to the farmer customers in the area that they serve. Today's episode is with maybe the only independent crop consultant that I have featured on an episode of the show. I mean, if I'm wrong here, let me know. Just maybe prove it to me and send me an email and I'll send the first one of you who does so a hat. But if I'm remembering correctly, in 258 episodes, we haven't had a full episode dedicated to just an independent crop consultant, which frankly is kind of embarrassing. And the reason I say it's embarrassing is I see people like today's guest, someone who is paid to offer their best agronomic advice tailored to that farmer's needs as an increasingly important part of the future of agriculture. Especially as we've seen this rise in e-commerce, I could definitely see a further decoupling, if you will, of local trusted advice from where maybe these ag products are transacted. I'm not saying I see a complete shift here in that direction happening anytime soon, but I do see this as a growing trend. Today's guest is Shannon Winnie with Grow West Ag Ventures in central Saskatchewan. Before starting Grow West, Shannon spent several years working for ag inputs retailers and chemical companies in various locations in the province. She's a professional agrologist and certified crop advisor, and about 18 months ago, she decided to start her own company, to meet the need for independent agronomy services in central Saskatchewan. Now, to help me identify the right tech-savvy advisors, people like Shannon, for these episodes in the series, and to make sure we hear from different types of guests rather than a similar story over and over and over again, I decided to partner with a different ag tech company for each episode in the series. This way, I get help finding these superstar local tech-enabled advisors and the partner company inadvertently gets someone to talk about their product as part of their tech stack during the podcast. It actually works out really well for both of us, and the end result, I hope, is better content for you. Today's episode is brought to you by FarmQA. FarmQA is a suite of digital tools built specifically for agronomists to help them streamline and improve core crop consulting functions. This suite includes an easy-to-use full-function mobile scouting app, as well as a complete web platform for collecting and displaying information from a variety of sources. Things like NDVI imagery, weather, moisture, scouting reports, and more. 
This gives ag advisors a full picture of what's happening above and below the ground so they can provide better crop and soil recommendations and deliver more services in less time to their growers. You're about to hear about how Shannon, as one example, is using FarmQA along with her other tech tools. And you can learn more at farmqa.com. Thanks so much to FarmQA for sponsoring this episode. Okay, now let's dive into things with Shannon Winnie of Grow West Ag Ventures in Saskatchewan. She actually grew up in Ontario on a farm that grows grapes and cherries, which is way different than the agriculture where she lives and works now. And that's actually where I'm going to drop you into the conversation, where Shannon is describing having to learn a totally different type of agriculture years ago when she moved from Ontario to Saskatchewan. It was a shock. Yeah. Coming out to Saskatchewan, there's, it's just such a different way of life. You know, agriculture is so different here. Even our farmers back home, it's, it's a corn soybean kind of rotation with some wheat in there. And then here we're, you know, into lentils and canola and all of that stuff. I think I was in like second year university before I'd even seen a canola plant. Like it was just a very different place. I don't know. So. Mm-hmm. And what crops are you working with now? I take it you're working with canola now, but what crops in general? So in the area that I work in, lentils are primarily our number one crop. And then canola, wheat, durum, barley, flax, and a little bit of canary seed. And so then the company you worked at then before, were you selling inputs or was it more of like an independent agronomic consulting type company? We did a mixture of both. So we sold all of the different crop inputs that you'd need from fertilizer to chemical. And then, so all of my retail experience had that, but I always worked as a location agronomist. So I was more of like an independent advisor, even though I still worked for the crop inputs dealer. And what was that decision like for you then to go from working for the crop inputs dealer to starting your own business? I imagine, you know, that took a big step on your part, but kind of how did you think about it at the time? So in my area, there isn't a lot of independent advisors. And so I saw the fit that farms need 100% unbiased independent agronomy recommendations. It's really hard as the retail agronomist to maintain 100% and be 100% impartial when you know what's in the chem shed, how much margin you're making off specific products, stuff like that. So I decided to go the completely independent route. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I see what farmers are facing every day because of my husband and what they go through on their farm. And so that really was a push for me to say, I need to be independent and I need to just provide really good advice that doesn't bring in the fact of, you know, what margins the company's making off of it and stuff like that. And was that a hard sell for your customers? Had they already been using someone independent or in a lot of cases, were you their first kind of independent agronomist? And uh, what did that look like? Because what I've noticed is if you're trying to sell somebody a service that maybe they don't have in the budget, it could be a little harder to like create a new budget line item for me than if they are you know already spending the money. What was your experience with that? I've had some really, really positive experience with it. A lot of the customers that I was dealing with before that were my you know, top customers, they were all extremely excited about it because they were starting to see the fact that they can't necessarily trust what 
the retail is saying all of the time. And so it was really nice for them to say, yes, I want their independent opinion. And I've had some really positive feedback from that. My cost now from what I was charging as a retail agronomist is the same. So it's not a new budget item for them or anything like that. It's just taking it away from the retail and, and giving it to my company. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So, so in the retailer, you would still charge for consultation in addition to the inputs. Yes. And do you see that happening as you think about not just your area, but, but kind of agriculture in general, where we're going to see more of a separation of, of church and state, if you will, between who's actually benefiting from selling the inputs and who's actually providing the agronomic direction? Do you see that kind of happening on a bigger scale? Yes, I do. There's a lot of competition between the independent I guess, ag inputs retailers and the large ag inputs retailers. And so to get the prices so that they're competitive between both of them, sometimes the agronomy has to get put aside. And so we're seeing in my area, really the only dealers that currently have agronomists are independent ag retailers. The really large ag inputs retailers are, you know, your Cargills, your Nutrients, those companies and they don't have agronomists on staff from what we've been seeing and hearing they're just not around and so the smaller ag inputs retailers are trying to you know provide that level of service but at the same point it's really hard to say okay but now you're going to charge x number percent more for your chemical versus these guys who don't have agronomists on staff I'm sorry, I'm asking some basic questions just about independent agronomy, but how does the pricing work? Are you paid by the acre, by the hour? You know, how does that part work? Yeah, so my pricing is set up, I guess, based on each service. And so some services are by the acre, some services are by the sample, other services are by the hour. So it just kind of depends on what that service is. If it's just like one-off consulting, then that's a an hourly fee because it's just, you know, I'm going out there to either deal with like a chemical problem or something where I'm not there repeatedly throughout the season. And I'm not expected to know exactly what's going on in that field. In the cases where it's like, you're expected to know everything. Those ones are usually, you know, by the acre fees. And that's like, you're scouting throughout the season because you're expected to know when it's going to be appropriate time to scout for herbicide, when it's appropriate time to scout for bugs and making sure that all of that is happening. And then for soil sampling, you know, tissue or sap testing, those we just do by the sample. And so as you started this, you know, where did you run into opportunities or challenges, however you want to frame it, where you, you felt like you needed, you know, kind of some tools to help? I started a recruitment company in 2015. And for me, I needed like an applicant tracking system just to kind of keep everything organized. But for you, kind of help frame it in terms of like problem and solution. Where did you have issues there? Like, all right, if I'm going to do this and make this work, I need, you know, XYZ tools. Yeah. So I go through and I'm extremely critical when it comes to different apps and different systems to make sure that they are actually going to work for me. And it comes down to what benefit are they going to bring for my customers? So I don't run with that many different apps and different systems because 
it's extremely expensive, first of all, to have, you know, three or four different softwares that you're using, but it's just nice to be able to say, okay, now I'm actually using a scouting app that my customers also like and are willing to use. Because when you're using one, like I was before, where it's like, okay, you'd give them the login and they wouldn't even want to try and learn the system and everything because it was so confusing. We're now going with this system. It's an easy way for them to look through everything. It's nice. It's fully customized. It's just the best way to go. For me, my time is so much better used now when it comes to because we have different weeds in the area that I work in versus some of the ones where some of the apps in the States are created and stuff. To get a weed that's here added into the app would be like a three-day conversation back and forth through email with these companies to say, yes, this is the weed I wanted, you know, where now I can just go in there and quickly change my template and it's there, which is really great. And then I work in some really different geographies for myself. And so even from what I have here that are the most common to what I have a hundred kilometers from here, it's a completely different spectrum. So it's nice for me to be able to say, okay, this is what I'm seeing in this area. Let's add this weed. And it takes no time at all. So for me, that time savings piece is huge. All right. Very cool. And, you know, for you as a business owner now, you want to use the best tools you can, but you also have to make sure that they have the best return on investment for you. So how do you evaluate that as an independent agronomist to make sure that you're using tools that will give you, you know, ROI for your business? When I first started, um, I guess one of the first companies that I approached uh, to run my scouting app and everything for me was Farm QA. And so I really liked the way that they were set up and I liked, you know, how great their customer support was. So I started working with them fairly early last year. It was probably in February or March. And they helped me because their, their app and everything is fully customized. So because I'm up in Canada and some of our weeds are a little bit different from where they're based out of and stuff like that, I was able to just go in there, change my agronomist templates, do everything so that it was fits perfectly for my area. And then from there, all of their scouting reports and everything, you can convert to a PDF and just text them to your growers. So for me, that was huge because my communication piece with my growers now isn't hey, I looked in this field, this is what you have. If you have time, please go into the app and check it out, which is what I was doing before with the previous software that I was working with. So now with this one, it was really easy because you just send them their PDF, they can open it, it's got the pictures in there, all of their points, everything. It was great. So that helped a lot because it made things look not only really professional, but also just helped with my time management as well. And before you started work with them, maybe talk about what led you to them. What were you looking for that ultimately led you to finding them? So for me, this is the software that I use when I go out into the field to document everything I'm seeing. So I use it for soil sampling. I use it for scouting. I use it for any time I'm out in the field. It's just my way of creating that paper trail and being able to document, you know, how many weeds I'm seeing, what weed species they are, what insects I'm seeing. And then 
being able to share that with my growers so that they can see that in real time as well is really important. So I guess every independent agronomist uses some sort of scouting records to keep track of what they're seeing. Some of them, you know, it's in paper and notepad, pen and paper for it or others, you know, it's different app systems. And so through some of the previous work experience I'd had, we're dealing with three or four different apps where with what I'm working with now, I have two main apps that I use and FarmQA talks to everyone, which is really nice. What does that mean? Talks to everyone. So I, I'm a dealer for Meadows Canada. Um, so they have all of weather stations, uh, moisture probes, all of that technology. And so that data and all of that information can filter straight into my farm QA app and is referenced in the fields as well as I'm currently working on a partnership with another company to do all of my VR mapping. And so that's using the EM38 technology. And so with that, all of my EC maps and VR maps that we create will also filter directly into FarmQA so that I can just toggle through the different interfaces and see the different apps, the different prescriptions, everything that we've made for those fields. And so for somebody who says, you know, I've been doing this 50 years with my pen and paper, it works just fine. Uh, you know, why for you is that not the right fit? You know, right now we're dealing with such large fields. We have fields that are up to 1,200 acres in size. And so you can't keep track of every area in those fields with a pen and paper. You need georeferencing. You need to have all of that data to say, okay, this is where this weed patch is or this is where you know we're seeing bug outbreaks. We need to spray this area specifically and not the areas around it. Agriculture is just changing so rapidly and we need to start you know, really targeting specific zones and how, how to effectively manage those zones because land's expensive. You know, we should manage the land that we have as efficiently and effectively as possible to be profitable. And how does the, you said it's Meadows Canada that has the weather stations. How does that play into things? So if you're out there scouting, how does that sort of come into play? So it's, it's really cool. Um, Meadows Canada has a full line of technology pieces, I guess. So they've got weather stations, moisture probes, um, crop view cameras. So those are um, a daily image from your fields and it's wide angle or you can zoom in onto your fields as well. And then they've also got their iScout bug cameras. So those ones are pheromone traps and they take pictures of the bugs that land in there every day and auto classify them for you. So that part's really cool because all of that kind of fits in. They also, because of their weather stations and the wind speed and everything else that they capture off of that in the app, it'll tell you, you know, what your chemical efficacy is going to be based on your spray conditions. So, you know, different conditions will affect your efficacy based on humidity, wind speed, all of that stuff. And so you can kind of make those decisions off of that. They also have the mobile lab, which is a really cool system because it allows me to do soil and sap testing in-house in under two hours. So if we see a major rainfall coming, I can say, let's take a quick, you know, sap test and see if you need to go top dress your nitrogen. And then that way we can effectively do that where right now my turnaround time for tissue tests is five days. 
So that two hour window is a game changer for making really good decisions. That's great. And so that data automatically, you said, connects with this FarmQA app. And so is the way you then communicate all of this information to a grower, you know, what does that look like? Is it a report or on a real mechanical basis? How does that communication look? Yeah. So everything is communicated to the grower on a report. Guys can have full access to their apps as well. So if they want to go in there and they want to create their own scouting reports or look at all of that information, they have full access to that. And so it's really nice that way because it's kind of the best of both worlds. Instead of saying, okay, now I run with, you know, three major different companies and we've got all of these different app setups and home screens and whatever, they can just log into their farm QA. They can see you know, based off of where they're standing in the field, what zone they're in, what recommendation we made in that area, stuff like that. It's really cool. That is cool. Now, do they have to do that? I mean, do you have to kind of train your farmers how to use this app? No. So that's the best part is that because it creates the PDF documents, they can also just quickly open it and read through it like it is, you know, a piece of paper sent to them. And so that way, if they don't have time to start going through the app and trying to figure out which fields I was in and stuff like that, they can just open up the text message on their phone that's the PDF and read through, this is what I saw that day, this is what I want them to do. I can do full recommendations in there and mixing instructions and everything for them. So then that way it's all right there. The other really cool piece about it is that they auto-loaded all of the chemicals that we use in my area. And so with that, they've included their active ingredients as well as their herbicide groups. So now if I have records from these guys over the last, you know, 10 years and whatever, I can input that into the app and then track which herbicide groups they've used over the last 10 years, how many they've used, all of that stuff. So that part is a huge piece when it comes to resistance management as well. And how often do you, you know, I know it's going to vary from time of the year to time of the year, but uh, how often are you needing to, to scout a field? And I'm also curious, how immediately are your farmer customers wanting to read this report? I mean, is it the second it gets sent to them, they're seeing everything or they're like, I'll get to it on Saturday mornings or something? Yeah, so it depends on the customer and what they need. Um, And so I have some guys that are seed growers, so they need their fields scouted pretty much once a week just for the paper trail and everything that's going through that. And so with them, a lot of it is just the data entry of saying, this is what I'm seeing in the field. This is when you need to spray and going through that process for other customers that, you know, are scouting their own fields as well, they might only want me out there, say three times throughout the season, just to say, okay, I want you to double check what I'm seeing and go through things that way. And so that part's really nice. It just varies farm by farm for what they really need. Okay. Yeah. And then as far as when are they reading the reports typically, or does that vary a lot? They're reading them as soon as I'm done scouting. So it's that, you know, I send it to them. I let them know what I've seen. If there's anything that's emergent, they're getting that phone call too. That's like, you got to get a sprayer out here or whatever. So it's one of those things where it's, if you're paying for an agronomist, you, you kind of really want to be looking at what the agronomist is seeing. 
Now, were you using something like this, uh, you know, in your previous two roles before you were independent? Yeah, we always had apps that we worked with and, and ways to keep field records and stuff, but they were never this seamless. We worked with some where it was like I'd put in my full scout and all my records and everything into the app. But then I would still have to text my grower every single thing that I saw in the field because they didn't want to go into the app. It took too much time for them to filter through everything. So they would just want it in a text message, which was a huge waste of time on my part because now I'm double entering all of that data. But you need to have it in one spot because next year I want to be able to look back and say, okay, what was I seeing in this spot of the field? So you can't just effectively text guys and say, oh yeah, this is what I saw today. You're good to go. You still need to have some sort of app system to keep those records for you. And then you said you're working also with a soil mapping company as well. So everything you're doing is kind of in the context of uh, zones created based on the EC map. Is that right? Yeah. So there's a bunch of different ways to create VR mapping. Anything from NDVI imagery to the EC mapping right now for in terms of a cost versus benefit perspective, the EC mapping is my favorite because your EC doesn't change in your field through different years, right? And so your EC is always going to be the same and you can use those maps year after year and make, you know, adjustments to them based off of what soil sampling results you're getting back and stuff, but your zones aren't going to change. Where when you start using NDVI imagery, it's really hard to find a map that is going to be accurate for multiple years because it's going off of biomass in the field. And so picking a map from a year that's an average year, it's not the easiest thing to do and it's not necessarily the most accurate. From a cost perspective, they're really cheap, but at the same point, I don't know how, how accurately they fit. The other nice thing too about the EC mapping is from that, you can start creating drainage maps. You can do a lot of really cool things because they also use like the RTK um, GPS system so that everything, you know, you get your topography as well. Uh, and what about, you know, at the end of the day, I'm sure you're scored on yield. Do you get that yield data back through FarmQA or how does that work? Yeah. yeah. So you can import all of that data. And then from there, the next year, if you want to, or when you're soil sampling, whatever you need to, you can toggle back and forth between the different layers. So you can look at the yield data layer, the NDVI imagery layer, your VR, you know, your EC mapping layer, all of those different things. Um, now they're bringing out or they have compaction readings and stuff like that. So you can see how those different things play a part in the field, which is really cool too, because at the end of the day, you know, your ROI is what really, really matters. Right. And being able to show that and being able to come up with different solutions for guys so that they're going to be the most profitable that they can be is really the most important thing. It's nice to be able to actually keep track of some of this stuff. Them. Okay. Very cool. Well, what about, you know, what's next? What are you, I obviously, you know, you're off to a strong start with this business. Are you hoping to grow it and add more people or like just for you and the way you're looking at your own business, kind of what's coming next? Yeah, I, I'm, you know, looking to keep growing and adding more people, the more, you know, different services that I bring on and all of that stuff, the more people that we need. And so I think that it's, it's going to be great that, you know, especially bringing out 
the partnership with Point Forward and everything this fall, it's just going to hopefully keep growing and, and cover off more acres and, you know, help as many farmers as I can. I get a lot of phone calls where it's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what these new products are. Like, can you help me? And it's just being able to say, yep, I definitely can. I've got time. Da, 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 da. So. And what is the biggest barrier to you kind of growing to where you want to be? Or what's going to be the hardest part of kind of getting there? I think finding really good agronomists is hard. There's nothing that replaces boots in the field right now. And so you need to have someone who is really, really strong agronomically because we're dealing with customers that that's what they expect. And so making sure that that's the forefront of the business is that they're going to get really good service and really good, you know, cutting edge ideas and all of that. What about technologically? Where, where do you see, you know, other than obviously you got the weather stations, you got the EC mapping, and obviously you've got kind of farm QA bringing all this together. Where else do you see kind of potential opportunities for you to bring technology into your business? Yeah, there's lots of work being done with drones and stuff like that. And I think that that's really cool. It'll be really nice when we can, you know, start using that for field scale and, you know, being able to classify weeds that way and, and kind of taking out some of the in-person scouting that we have to do. So I think that that technology is going to be awesome in the future. Right now, unfortunately, we just don't have the capability to replace, you know, agronomists in the field. So, but even with, you know, meadows like their iScout camera for bugs, stuff like that, to not have to drive to that Bertha trap, you know, once a week and check it out where you can actually just pull it up on your phone and look through what's in there. It's pretty cool. So things are changing and time, you know, we're going to be able to cover more acres by using these different tools. Is there an element too where, even if you could kind of replace the boots on the ground with technology, your customer still probably expects you to be out there. Even if you could get that data remotely, you still want to go because that's at least part of their minds. That's what the customer's paying for. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. It's also really hard to trust the data and that is good data. And so I think you have to be in the field. You have to be looking at what you're actually seeing. There's so many things where it's like, I get question now. It's like, well, what are you scouting for? And it's like, I literally go in the field and I look for everything, you know, nutrient deficiencies, insects, weeds, disease, everything. So it's, it's hard to have something that can fully replace that because I think that there's some areas that are going to start to get missed and you lose that human function too, where it's like, okay, this is a, you know, a low area in the field. This is what I'm expecting to see in that area or right. There's, there's some different functions there. Have you always been a tech person? So I'm actually really not that tech savvy, which is why I'm really grateful for, you know, farm QA and those guys, because I email Ben at farm QA and I'm like, ah, Ben, I screwed this up. Please help me. And within 20 minutes it's done. So <laughs> that part's really nice. Cause yeah. It's great to have that in the background so I don't have to be the expert on it. Very cool. No, that's great. And then how about the time it took for you to learn the technology up front? What was that like and how difficult was that? 
I guess it varies app by app. Some are really easy. I've had other ones where it's like, I still haven't figured them out and I worked with them for two years. Um, and so, yeah, it just, it just varies by how it's set up. So. Mm -hmm. And how about for farm QA? What did that take for you? Oh, farm QA, it was like a half an hour. It was really easy. Yeah. Even, you know, with everything through there, they have it set up. So it's super streamlined and, and easy. And then if there is any, ever any questions on like adding new growers or making sure that they have, you know, usernames and passwords and all of that stuff, sometimes I forget how to do that step and Ben will just have it done for me within, you know, even up to an hour. It's like, yeah, his turnaround time's great. So that works really good. We've already talked about kind of integrations with the other technology that you're using. Is there any technology that you're hoping for a future integration with FarmQA that maybe doesn't exist yet? So they're working on a bunch of different stuff, but I think it'll be really nice in the future um, to be able to track, you know, what insect populations we're seeing in specific areas, stuff like that. Um, I know that they're currently working on it now, but it's coming down in, I think it's 2022 or somewhere around there, but we'll be able to see even mapping. So if we have a year that's extremely dry, and we don't end up using all the nitrogen fertilizer that we put on, you'll end up with high nitrate levels for the next year. And so being able to classify those areas based off of our soil sampling results and say, okay, this area, that's what we're seeing. This area, that's not what we're seeing. And they'll have that drawn out on the maps for you. So it makes everything really quick for me. And to, if I bring on a new customer that I haven't soil sampled their fields and they say, oh, I'm concerned about growing you know, lentils in this area because there could be high nitrate values. I can kind of look at the map and go through some of the other customers that I have in that area and see whether that's a concern or not and kind of make a call that way. Well, thank you once again to Shannon Winnie for being on the show as part of our Tech Enabled Advisor series. And I'll tell you, I'm really enjoying putting this series together. I hope you're enjoying listening to the episodes. Uh, with this podcast, I always want to make sure that I keep the content focused on where the rubber meets the road when it comes to ag innovation. And I think people like Shannon really speak to that. You can find her at growwest.ca or on Twitter at growwest underscore ag. Thanks as well to FarmQA for sponsoring this episode. Make sure you go learn more about them at farmqa.com and tell them thank you on Twitter at farm underscore QA. Always welcome your feedback to me about anything related to the show. I'm on Twitter or via email at tim at aggrad.com. I really appreciate your time and attention. I never take it lightly. I'll be back next week with a newborn son and another story of ag innovation. Ag innovation.